oh no, I forgot to do all my preliminary things because this is the first marketing space I've done in forever. Hi, everybody who's listening to the recording. It's good to hear from you. Hi. Hi, C. Hi, Tuning. I'm talking to the people who are listening to the recording right now. Um, uh, I don't remember what I was saying. Anyway, um, I just need to make some, um, some posts real quick uh, so I can pin some stuff. I'll be right back, friends. Also, hi, E9. It's good to see you. Oh my God, what am I doing with my life? Okay, okay, here we go, here we go. I got this, I got this. Hi, Ed, it's good to see you. And Mega, let me get you up here with your co-host, Badgerino. Okay, got that. And let me pin that. Hello, Rocket, hello, Illustrata. It's good to see you, friends. Mega, I sent you a co-host invite. I hope you got it. Good God, it's been such a long time, I feel like, since I've hosted one of these. I like, can't remember what I'm doing with my life. Here we go. Got that. And that. There we go. Okay. Uh-oh, Mega might be having some trouble here. We're also waiting on Brody, and then we'll get everything started. Here we go. There he is. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Hello, my friend. How are you? Doing, I'm doing good. good. Um, if you hear the engine running, it's because I'm sitting in my car outside my place, because we just had the bathtub resurfaced, and it stinks. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. It's like, I only went in there for a moment just to grab my backpack real quick, and it already stuck inside my nose, so that's all I smell now. Yeah, we, uh, oh my God, what did we do? I can't remember. Oh, um, my partner replaced the filter in the, uh, the swamp cooler the other day, and oh. hi, Moxie, it's good to see you. Um, and we didn't really know that, you know, it would smell. And uh, we had magic night that night. So we had a bunch of people over and oh. like, they'd walk into the house. We'd be like, I'm so sorry. The house smells like poop. I swear to God. <laughs> this is like, it's safe. It's fine. That's funny. <laughs> it's disgusting. But yeah. Hi, everybody. Bad Bakery. Vic, good to see you. Um. So let's see, we're waiting on Brody here. Mega, are you part of ADHD community, by the by? If you don't mind me asking. I am not. Oh, okay. Do you stim on anything, though? Do I what? Do you stim on anything? Like, is there something, like, tactile that you're um, obsessing with? Like, what, what, are you, what are you obsessing over right now? Like, Netflix shows, what's, what's going on in your life? I just can't wait for Severance season two. Um, what's what's Severance season? Like Severance season two. Oh, Severance I don't know that one. It's it's an amazing show. I love it. It has Adam Scott, and um, you might know him from Parks and Recreation. He's one of Mary's Leslie, and um, basically, it's the the premise is there's these people that work in a building the company has a lot of controversy and they created a chip to implant into, into volunteers brains that separates your work life and your personal life 
because, like literally once you leave the building, you can't remember what happened in which place or the other. Dude, so it's like, cerebral. Yeah, and so they start to find out like what's going on because they have no clue what happened. Like, because it like literally erases all those types of memories or stops them. So it's just a really cool show where it's like duality with just different people and their lives and whatnot. So, but it's on, it's on Apple TV. Yeah, that sounds cool. Um, I just finished up with uh, Sandman, um, and I think it's still pretty new, so I'm probably not going to talk about that just in case. Um, I just saw see. that. I'm sorry? I just saw the ad for it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was sure. it was pretty good. I'm um, really discerning about the kind of content that uh, that I consume, but I, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, That's cool. Yeah, uh, Brody is restarting his phone, so we're good there. Um, let me just introduce you real quick. Um, first of all, thank you to everybody who has retweeted the space. Um, and just a quick reminder for everybody, um, for my introverts, nonverbal communicators, as well as people who are just busy and can't talk, um, pinned above is a tweet where you are more than welcome to uh, put comments, questions, or anything that you have for us during the space. Um, you're also more than welcome to request to vibe on stage. Um, and even if you don't want to talk and you just want to like practice being on stage, um, this is definitely a, a safe place to do that. So please feel free. Um, but yeah, let me, let me introduce Mega real quick. Um, Mega is a person who has invited me to his space quite a couple of times. And it was a morning show. I would be like sleepy and just out of bed. But um, it was always a fantastic time, Mega, with, uh, with you and Owls. Um, Mega is a, you're a, a branding coach, right? I mean, I don't give myself necessarily a label, but yeah, when it comes to branding and marketing, I try my best to, I guess, educate and help people, give them the tools they need as much as possible. And you do it with dad jokes. I guess I'm a a coach. You're you're a bit of one, and you do it all with dad (laughs) jokes and a smile on your face, too. Um, But the, the reason that I wanted you here for this one is because a lot of people are struggle bussing really hard right now with... Um, the algorithm, which has a lot to do with marketing, branding, um, and um, a bit of a slippery slope, I think, to quite a couple of topics that we have talked about before. Um, and what I mean by that is that, you know, the, the algorithm is merely one tool in the toolbox of social media marketing. And I feel like, you know, I've got the holy grail of social media, but at the same time, it's not that big of a deal I feel like after you after you come to understand it to um to a degree and what I mean by that is like content curation for example is enormously important um for example uh Tony um I just talked to in um uh, in my notifications and he's experiencing um, a lack of engagement on a lot of his posts, but he's posting consistently. He's using the same keywords and it sounds like he's making the largest appeal to the algorithm that he can. But if you're doing all of that, that sounds more like a, a content audit that we need to do rather than talk about the algorithm, you know? So I wanted you here specifically because of your knowledge of branding and, um, 
um, and, and things like that. Um, so I don't know if you want to just introduce yourself, your platform real quick. Um, I, I would love that. Yeah, well, first off, thank you for having me here. Hello, everyone that's here. Um, honestly, I just wanted to say real quick, Kino's been super amazing with just being a friend within the community, but also the, the types of information um, that she brings to the table with everything that uh, that's said and taught. And there's so much stuff that I've learned from Kino, and I'm very appreciative for, for you. So I just wanted to say that first off. Um, a little about myself. Uh, I got into uh, crypto back in 2017, um, right after the big rush of uh, Bitcoin going up a lot. And then that didn't really pan out for me. And so then I kind of slipped away for it for a few years. Then my brother started telling me about these things called NFTs and started to look into it a little bit. Then I waited until pretty much 2020, 2021 to start looking into it more. And then by the end of, by the middle of 2021, I was like, I want to do my own project now, you know, because I didn't know how to code, but I'm like super determined to get it done. And so I started my project called Potent Potions. And along with that, I thought to myself, you know, I need to be relatable. I need to be trusted, especially if I'm going to be uh, semi-anonymous in a way, you know, with a lot of people uh, that would want to trust in a project. And so that's what led me to start doing Twitter spaces and, Honestly, it started off very selfish as far as like, I just wanted to basically build my own team with people that I met on, on Twitter spaces, but then it quickly turned into, I realized like a lot of people don't even know like the fundamentals of just having a profile bio that is cleaned up or what it means to have nice spacing or different emojis laid out within a, a tweet that might catch more attention. Just little things like that, that might be second nature to me because of my background within graphic design and illustration animation um for a long time now uh and so i started to teach a little bit here and there ran into uh a certain fellow named uh creative owls love that dude and we dove into basically creating our own educational type of a podcast twitter space podcast type of thing and we've been doing that since almost 10 months ago nine months ago so it's crazy how fast time is going by, but we're super excited to be a part of this community and help people as much as we can. And I'm so excited to have you here. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for coming. Um, hi, Charlie, Sarah. Um, it's good to see you guys. Duco, it's so good to see you. Hi. Um, so let me just introduce the space one more time. Um, welcome to preparing for the next bull run, as I'm calling it. Uh, this is a discussion for marketing um, and anybody under the creative umbrella. So whether you be a digital or traditional artist, photographer, sex worker, streamer, author, web two or web three, um, you are more than welcome here. Oh, Charlie's requesting. Let's get him up here. Um, let me direct your attention one more time to the pin tweet. Uh, if you're introverted, nonverbal, or just not in a place to talk, please ask questions in that tweet. Um, thank you again for everybody who has retweeted the space. Um, I, I really appreciate that. It's it's kind of weird being away for so long. And what's kind of funny is, you know, we're talking about the algorithm and engagement, and I have certainly not paid attention to mine in the couple of, uh, in about, God, has it been three and a half months? About three and a half months now. Um, so yeah, my, my engagement's very low. <laughs> and 
I would just appreciate the retweets because that helps me train my own quite a bit too. Um, so yeah, today's topic is the algorithm. Uh, where the heck did my engagement go? Um, I just want to start off with a couple of reminders first. Uh, engagement does not enforce your value as a person, an artist, or does it reflect on your work? Instead, your behaviors with social media are a direct reflection of your engagement. Please do not confuse behaviors with priorities. They can be mutually exclusive, but there is a reason that things like the algorithm are shrouded in mystery. So if you are here and you are trying your best, your damnedest, your hardest to get engagement, you actively want sales, and you are desperately trying to figure it out, this space is definitely for you. If you are a little bit more like me and you are coasting along for the ride, maybe your priorities are a little different, you're building, you're thinking about pivoting, whatever, you're also more than welcome here, of course. Um, when you're ready to explode, when your priorities do shift to wanting more of that engagement and algorithmic relevancy, uh, we will definitely be here for you. So let, let me know when that happens. Um, Charlie, I want to say hi to you real quick. Hello, friend. What's going on? Well, hello. Well, I came so to this space because I wanted to find out where did it go. Um, trying to find GPS or something like that just to where, you know, because... I think that it went on vacation. It's August, so I think the engagement went that way. So I'm going to wait for it probably October-ish, and then that's when I'm going to start worrying about it, where it went. So, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to listen to this and actually take some notes and see what's going on with this. It's so good to see you, friend. And I think that um, actually we can just blame Italy for it. I see Julio just got in here. Um, Italy is all on vacation right now. It is August. I think Fanagosto just passed, actually. Um, so if uh, if you do want anybody to blame, uh, blame the Italians. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I suppose I should first talk about, I mean, we, we've all got a bit of an elephant in the room when it comes to um, engagement, the algorithm. And that is that things are a little bit quiet right now in the NFT community. So when we're talking about the algorithm and engagement, I think that it is foundationally important, not only for the sake of our mental health, but um, from an analytical and marketing standpoint where, you know, our feelings don't matter. Data is the thing that matters. It is also very important to recognize that a lot of people have left. There is a mass exodus that happened a couple of months ago. And I think a couple of months ago, I quantified it as, oh God, don't quote me on this. It's a tweet somewhere. I think I quantified that like 10,000 people or something like that left the space. Um, or rather not left the space, excuse me, that there was a massive difference in engagement with a um, a, a congregation it aggregate excuse me an aggregate of um of specific nft related hashtags and then we also have a massive loss of 
platform use and active users on um, our NFT marketplaces as well. So you combine both of those and that profoundly speaks to how many people have left. And regardless of why they left, obviously we do have a problem of just missing engagement. So I feel like a lot of people are quantifying, you know, the past couple of months um, and comparing that to what it was last year. And we're doing ourselves a disservice by comparing um, just those those basic parameters, you know. Um, so yeah, going into this discussion, I'd, I'd like to attempt to have people let go of those comparative elements and just talk about what we can do right now to further engagement, maybe pivot content, maybe even talk about differentiating your income um, if you were relying on NFTs. Um, and just as a reminder, too, if anybody does want to come up and ask questions, um, if there is something deeply topical that you want to talk about, please come on up, request. Uh, more than happy to have you here. Um, but Mega, have you, how, how has um, the lack of engagement been treating you, your growth, your platform? Can you just expand a little bit as somebody who has a project? Um, what have you noticed, algorithmically speaking, and have you done anything to mitigate the loss? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I would say it's definitely a lot different. Um, my mentality, though, with, with this bear market versus bull market is I really do feel like a bull market is to run with people, run together with people. The bear market is to sit and to commune with people and basically build community more. Um, that's why, like, even though a lot of projects are not happy about the bear market, if your main goal is community, um, you're going to find a reason why you should get together, hang out, uh, build, you know, communication and, and value within that. And so uh, since the bull market started back what, in December-ish, uh, and we're still in it now. Um, I mean, sorry, bear market. Uh, we've just been focusing on like, how can we just grow more as a community? And so we do game nights and, and whatnot, but there definitely has been a drop in just engagement altogether. Uh, we'll still get follows. We'll still get people interested in the project and it's just overall a lower amount, uh, than it was previously. Although, um, you know, with my project growing more and whatnot, getting uh, I now three staff members on there. Uh, one of them is dedicated to social media and, and campaign uh, work. It's just, it is a different aspect than even what it, where it was at even, you know, in December. So it's kind of hard to tell, you know, without a long track record of just it being only myself. But I would say uh, definitely there has been a drop in engagement I've noticed a lot of people who, and this is not to be mean or, or to talk bad about anybody or anything like that, so please don't take this as offense, but if you came into this just for the sake of flipping or making money, you're probably going to see those people being the first ones to head out because for them, it's not a great investment, and that's understandable. Um, but for myself, I originally started to, into NFTs because of that reason. And then once I realized the potential for community building, how many people just needed help, uh, how many people, it basically is tons of startups, you know, and this is like something kind of unheard of. Uh, all these different startups being able to work together in a world, in a place where it's like, 
it's not just one country it's so many different countries and backgrounds of people and so many artists being able to really connect and help each other out and so um i think right now it although it might feel slower this is the time to build, you know, that, that foundation and infrastructure to be ready for when the bull run comes of more people. What kind of breaks my ass right now, frankly, is that um, in order to have, in order to, how do I want to put this? To execute your priorities, the environment needs to either be built or it needs to exist. So when an artist comes to me and they say, hey, I would like to sell NFTs and I'm looking around and, you know, we're in a bear market right now. um, It's very hard to ensure that their ability to make especially a primary income off of NFTs is so hard right now. And then you have a project that'll come to my desk and they'll say the same thing. And I'm like, babe, Um, I think that now might be a good time to think about, yeah, like your utilities, your values, like build something into it. But what if you're an artist who has just spent the past year trying to make this your primary income? Like we have so many people who quit their jobs. And I think that that is a profound problem um, that needs to be solved. And unfortunately, right now, Um, If the primary priority is to sell NFTs, like, of course, there are ways to manage it and there are plenty of opportunities that are there. But I congratulate people like Matthew, for example, who has taken the opportunity to not only pivot their content, but pivot the way that they are thinking about Web3 and engaging with it, and especially monetarily speaking as well. Um, I'm not going to speak too much on that, Matt, but I'm just, I'm really heckin' proud of you and, um, and what you've, uh, and what you've been doing. Um, and then we have like commentary on AI art right now is insane. And I think that like with TikTok adopting AI, we're going to see more of an influx into NFTs because of that. So it's great. I think that we're building and it's fantastic that we're having discussions but what about the artists who quit their jobs? What about the artists who rely on this engagement um, and rely on the conversion? And that, I think, is just what what breaks my heart and breaks my ass right now is that, like, there's really only so much that, like, I can do in spaces to help them. There's only so much that we can do as branding experts to help them with with their branding, with their marketing execution, et cetera. Um, and again, like the algorithm is just one function of all of that. Um, so yeah, like content management and other things um, go into it too. Sorry, I'm ADHD is getting my ass because I'm looking at something else. Um, but yeah, what um, do, do you have anything about uh, about that either? Yeah, Charlie, Mega, go ahead, Charlie. Look, um, when when I enter anything, when it comes down to NFTs or whatever, is it Charlie has talking to come because I can't hear him. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Am I breaking No, it just shows the loading oh. symbol for him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna back up and come back in. Real quick. Okay. Come All on, right. Mega. Else here scary me. Can you hear me, Kino? I can hear you. Okay. Okay. Um, that's everybody all in saying. the room, can you guys hear Charlie? Hearts, hearts in the chat. No, no hearts. All right, cool. I'm still gonna go in. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got it. It takes like 12 seconds. Yeah, they can hear you. Go so, ahead, Charlie. So basically, like anything in life. 
I the way I see things is that you got to have a plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D. I cannot think about just going full blast on this and not expect consequences. So I have like I've been I've been around where even my family uh, getting me involved in things like, hey, you can you don't have to uh, have a boss. You can be your own boss and do this, do this and the third. And I'm being watching this unfold and then I'll be like, okay, I'm watching these videos. And most of these people that are professing that they do this, they already had a job before. They have something sustainable before they went full blast on this. So that makes sense to me. So now you're telling me that you're going to just leave everything behind just to get on this. Amen. Kudos to you. A hundred percent. Matt respect. But at the same time, don't expect that it's going to be easy. It's going to be super hard. And now you got to be understanding that there are going to be consequences of those actions. So, like, for example, the algorithm, like, nothing is sure in this life. So you cannot just, like, rely on this 100%. You always got to look at different ways of doing this so, to make it sustainable. Because that's the reason why many people leave. Because when they see it's not sustainable, now they're like, rambling around see what can i do make it sustainable so so i will say you gotta have always a plan and a purpose of why you're here like mega said something very important like if you are here just to make money or whatever you to make a quick flip like this ain't it because this is not sustainable for you but if you are for other reasons like most people say the community and this and the third i buy it uh, but at the same time, if you got have a specific purpose for you, yourself, uh, yeah, this is going to be extremely tough. Uh, the burnout is going to occur 100%. So if you don't have that purpose in mind and those goals set, the goal setting and many other things that you need to put in the forefront as a priority for you to keep moving. So, so that's why I see it. As far as the algorithm, uh, it comes and goes. Like I can't just rely on it i can't just be like damn i just got 10 likes today what the hell is going on with my is my shit my work sucks like what is going on today i'm getting two likes like i cannot really measure my work on it i can't do it because if i do it i'm gonna go through the road the road of hell i'm gonna be like look i'm going to be relying on a computer damn freaking statistic base whatever the hell you call it and I'm gonna be going, gonna run my entire life through that. Can't do it. So I gotta rely on my own skills and my own vision and keep moving forward. Regardless, if you get ten today, a thousand tomorrow. It's like you can't go. I just can't go by it. So, but it, it is always good to learn things as far as like how to improve, uh, how to the do's and do nots and things like that. Like Kino and everybody else that have that capability or have that ability or skills to to teach us or to lead us in the right direction. That's always great. But at the same time, I can't rely. I can't be sending Kino DMs like, Kino, man, I follow everything you told me, and I'm still getting 10 likes. What's going on? <laughs> I can't do that. So it's just, at the end of the day, you got you to gotta be on you. Like, you got to rely on yourself at the same time and also take the help from those experts or, or those that are really, really willing to help. So that's what I wanted to say real quick. Charlie, I'm I'm missing my second co-host. Would you like to co-host with us? Uh, nah. 
not too much on this spot. Gonna, okay, no worries. I, I gotta um, be honest. Yeah, I can yeah, get no cold anytime. I don't want to leave you hanging. So you're, you're I, good, I, you're I'll, I'll be around though. You're good. Um, so yeah, I, I have a duality of feels then. Um, like obviously I want artists to be able to succeed on their art. That's the whole reason I created this damn thing, except also to bypass, you know, seven thousand dollar workshops. Um, but like I want to work with them to get them there, but it is irresponsible of me. It is irresponsible of the community, and it would be irresponsible of any coach to say, yeah, just go balls in. You can totally do that. Quit your job tomorrow. It's going to be great because um, I think that things like style, marketing, um, branding, and like the consistency, there is so much that goes into marketing to make it successful. And yes, some artists do get very lucky. They find the formula very quickly. But yeah, I, I think that to just say, um, quit your job and, uh, and everything's going to be great is, is extremely irresponsible. But at the same time, with the way that, I, I hate to say like we live in a society, but in the society that we live in, um, I also do feel like it is maybe not irresponsible, but short-sighted for us to not differentiate your income. Um, so the reliance on NFTs, especially as such a new technology as it was last year, um, was definitely a wager. And I'm seeing a lot of artists lose that wager. DJs lost that wager, obviously, um, profoundly um, this year, too. But yeah, what, what I think, though, is that we still have plenty of opportunities, not only, of course, to differentiate income, to capitalize on opportunities, to even become, use, use our experience with NFTs this past year to go out and seek other jobs and work for, um, you know, large brands, help them onboard, etc. But what can we do about people's hearts that want to genuinely make art for the rest of their lives, to live off of NFTs? Um, and I think that's where, um, I'd like to take the conversation a little bit. Oh, go ahead, Mega. Yeah, just, I just wanted to also add to this, um, to this understanding for those listening in here is, and anybody that listens, if it's, yeah, it's recorded. Um, there's a lot of variables, like even if, if Kino and I sat down and we literally posted the exact same thing on, on both of our accounts and, exact same day all that stuff and we had the exact same followers to the to the t it's gonna still be a little different per person because it takes in consideration your age your gender uh your preferences what country you're from um just there's so many different variables so please understand that uh as we go through this topic it doesn't mean that you're lacking necessarily but that there's a lot of other things to keep in mind besides just the content itself. Um, I, I've, I've heard things like the reason why PewDiePie got, gotten so big on YouTube is because uh, in Sweden they had less YouTubers. So YouTube pushed him more. And so because of that, then he started becoming more popular in other countries. And then now he's like the biggest or one of the biggest YouTubers um, over the past how many years now. And so there's a lot of different variables that, that take uh, place like that that we might not even have any kind of control over. Um, but whatever we do, you know, it's definitely what we can try to change right now. So I just wanted to add that real quick for people that might feel discouraged. 
Yeah, totally. Um, Tuco, I just uh, got your request and approved you, but I don't know if it didn't work. Uh, let me know if uh, if you want back up, friend. Um, also want to say hi to Jenny, Omli, hello, Silk Bear. It's good to see you. Um, thanks one more time to everybody who retweeted the space. Um, I think I'm about to go off in lecture mode right now. So if you don't mind retweeting, um, this is going to be uh, the, <coughs> uh, uh, the alpha. <coughs> Sorry, I hate that. Um, so I, I think that it's, it's very important to recognize that the, let me get to go back up here, um, that the algorithm is influenced by engagement, not the other way around. A lot of people think, oh, well, if the algorithm was working, then I would get engagement, but it's the opposite. Um, the way that you behave on Twitter and the way obviously that other people behave with your posts um, helps to train either one of your algorithms. And to that, the algorithm also works both ways. It not only shows your content to other people based on your engagement, but it does the opposite. I'm dyslexic, so I'm not even going to try to explain that. Sorry. Um, but yeah, engagement effectively just refers to how users interact with an account and their content and engagement metrics track these inter interactions. So after identifying your target audience, an artist is then able to use these metrics to test what works, what may or may not need improvement. And essentially through that testing and careful tracking, you're able to quickly work out a type of formula and you guys have heard me talk about keywords and um, different hashtags used in like the three different hashtag categories. And that's kind of what I mean about a formula is all of those different details can effectively give you a type of post formula that, excuse me, um, almost indefinitely makes your algorithm work until you start pivoting your content. Um, and now there are four types of engagement metrics. Let me just do a real quick refresher. Um, the four types of engagement metrics um, ranging on Twitter in importance from least to greatest is acknowledgement, association, amplification, and then action. Action being whatever your conversion is. Um, and I do think, I think I have all of these outlined in a worksheet on uh, Discord too. So if you're interested in exactly what those are, um, please go download those in Discord. Um, but yeah, effectively, the types of behaviors that you show on Twitter is going to influence your algorithm. So if you're not seeing uh, the type of content that, or I'm sorry, if you're not seeing your target audience or your community um, in bulk on your own timeline, then chances are you are not in front of your target audience or your community. So what you need to do is to actually seek out that type of content rather than spinning your wheels posting content. Um, and I hope that makes sense. Tuco, how are you, friends? Oh, hey, Kino. Um, you know, like everyone else in, in the struggle and trying to figure things out and, and to be both persistent and merciful with oneself, um, I think is, is part of the deal. Um, I, I just, what I wanted to speak up real quick, uh, going with what Charlie was saying, I, I think one of the big things for whether you're uh, I came in to try, I, I didn't quit my job. I didn't have a job. <laughs> so it seemed like a good time to, to try this. Um, but I think it's the, one of the big things is managing expectations. Um, I, I think so many people never worked in the art fields in real life. And, you know, we're told about how it's easy money with NFTs without understanding that 
you know, you're not just an artist, but at, at what your, your, what your whole workshop is, you know, um, is you're also the marketing, you're also the, the PR, you're also, uh, the coach, you're also the, the business person and all those things pull on us in so many directions that we're constantly wondering, am I doing enough? Am I doing this? I'm not seeing the, the, the sales and but that's all based on false expectations because we simply haven't been in here enough and then along with that is is the false expectation of well i'm grinding really hard and it's it's every every overnight success story has been 10 years in the making and and so as much as i feel i've been grinding really hard i've been grinding for eight months which is nothing which is nothing most businesses in the first year or two are losing money. And so with, without having that experience, then having a false expectation, I think that's part of where the mental health happens. I know it certainly did for myself. And I think that's where it's not just managing the algorithm, but it's managing your expectations of it and your expectations on what you feel is a success. I am now going back to looking for work but part of what there, there is the disappointment that I'm going to have to do that. But there's also the, the, uh, the realization and the hope that I've also developed an extremely good work ethic when it comes to my artwork. I now understand what my workflow is. I understand the difference between art as a hobby and art as work. <laughs> and so with that, I, I feel assured that despite the fact that I'm going to have to take a 40 hour work. I also understand how I, I produce work and it won't, it'll slow me down, but it won't cease what I'm doing. And, and that's one of the things I think the questions we have to ask ourselves as an artist is we're always, uh, I know for one, I've been wanting comfort in my art and that's just not how life works. We have to face the fact that we're going to be very uncomfortable in the challenges we have to do because we're putting ourselves in a situation to grow and growth requires discomfort. And if you want to be an artist and if you want to grow, you're going to be uncomfortable and you have to embrace that discomfort. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Kino. Thank you, friend. Um, I'm just curious real quick. Oh, let me say hi to JT and Kangoo. Hello. And Nihilus is up here too. Um, Tuco, do you think that during the next bull run, you are going to want to give, not not saying that like you're quitting NFTs or anything like that, but um, are you going to engage as heavily um, if you're able to, if you have time, if you have the bandwidth, um, will you engage with NFTs um, and try again to make this your primary income source um, during the, uh, uh, the bull run? That'll, you know, that'll always be the goal. And, and I think it's just um, being practical about it. Um, there, there is, you know, wish on one hand and shit on the other, which one fills up first, right? And, and so I can either pout about my reality and, and be like, damn, I'm not going to be an artist. Or I can accept the fact that, you know, it takes more content. It takes more realization. And the fact that people know me now and know who I am, when the bull run happens, Hopefully, they'll also be the people that go, yo, he's been around and he had to step out. It wasn't because he quit. It's just because reality came and he has to face certain things about reality. 
Um, I, I can't be an artist if I don't accept what life is giving me and if I don't take that to be the motivational factor. I'm a father and that comes first. No matter what, I need to take care of my girl. And so for, for me, you know, I, I do believe life is beautiful. Life is also very hard. And, and so, yes, I, I, don't get me wrong. I've had my little crying moments. I've sat in the corner and, and just been like, Lord, why can't I have my dream? But it, the dream has not been taken away, people. It, that's the one thing to keep in mind. It is not taken away if you still believe in it. It just means it's going to take more time. And that's a huge, huge difference. Hey, can I say something real quick, oh, Kino? Kino? Yeah, please. Man, you need to close the space right now with Tuco. That's it. Shut down. Shut it down. Done. Space is done. Tuco said it all. No, man, I, I resonate with Tuco so damn much, man. And he said something really, really important, something that I missed out. Expectations are the killer, okay? So when people come here, they be like, Damn, man, I got this amazing work. I'm going to put this. This is going to be mad, crazy. It's going to sell out in seconds. Next thing you know, nothing happens, crickets. Now it's like, oh, well, um, I thought my stuff was shit hot. I mean, what's people not resonating with? It's got to be them. It's definitely not me. And then that's when everything starts. All these spiraling out of control. Uh, now you start thinking less of you. But no, there's nothing happened. It's just... Nothing that you did was wrong. It's just, it's not your time. So just as Tuco is doing, Tuco is like, you know what? I'm going to step back. I've got to take your business. But that doesn't mean it's the end for me. I'm going to keep it moving. I'm going to keep moving forward. So that is very important to reassess what you need to do to keep moving forward rather than just complaining and looking for other external factors that probably things didn't go your way because you want it to go your way. So I just think about hoping is a good thing, but expectations are not. And then when you expect things that you can't control, then you going to get slapped real quick and then to reality. And then you're going to realize that things are not as easy as you thought it was going to be. So, yeah, the, what Tuco said is bang right there. Close the space. <laughs> <laughs> Closing it. Um, I just want to say real quick, um, I, I value how these spaces can evolve because, you know, what I was doing four months ago now was like more of these lecture based like Q&A's. But these spaces where we talk about how we're processing what's going on is so fucking valuable to me. Um, and honestly, like I, I don't want to say I feel guilty, um, but you know, I, I made this platform to make sure that artists are able to succeed, but I feel like NFTs got ahead of me. So I didn't have enough stuff out on time and I'm doing my best to get ahead of it this time. So this doesn't happen because um, I, I want every single one of you to succeed. Tuco, um, your work is absolutely massive. It is brilliant. And I am so looking forward to um, having you come back to this space when and it is at capacity that you frankly deserve, my friend. Um, I, I just, I, I adore you. Um, Nihilus, I think you had your hand up and for a second. I just want to make space for you. And then I'm going to go to Metro. How are you, friend? I didn't have my hand up. I was just... Uh, <laughs> wait, you're a man? I love Today, 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I changed my profile. It might change tomorrow. I changed my profile picture. My bad. I didn't raise my hand. I'm I'm, I'm listening right now. I'm I'm catfishing me. And I was. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can, you can go to somebody else. All right, Mega, go ahead, friend. Uh, yeah. So, I just I don't know. I I, I very much I love dreaming big, but I try to be as balanced as possible with my approach with things. So. I mean, just a simple question of this is, if someone told you today that they just got pregnant, would you expect them to have the baby in a couple weeks or a couple months or even eight months, uh, eight and a half months? And so it's just like the reality of it is like, if I told you also, I planted those seeds for for some tomato plants, uh, they're going to bloom and give me tomatoes in a week or in a couple months or even it, it takes time. It takes time. And and along that time that you're waiting, you're not just sitting there twiddling your thumbs. You're also making sure you're giving whatever it is you're working on the the proper nutrients it needs to grow. Uh, And then when that season comes for the thing to bloom or to grow or to birth, uh, then it's a new season for a new process to to take on those new challenges. And so the reason why I mention those is because right now during the bear season, especially, it's really important for us as artists, project leads, whatever we want to be within a space uh, to make sure we're taking advantage of the slow time to spend laboring in the field, getting everything ready for once that season comes of, of us, you know, having that harvest season come along or once that, that newborn baby comes, we're ready, you know, we're ready to take on those challenges. We're not ready for every, everything, obviously, but we can be as ready as we can be. So simple question is this, uh, is your website on point? If I said, if I said, Oh, I'm going to send a thousand people your way right now. Is your website able to handle it? Is your social media able to handle it? If a thousand people went to your page right now, whether whatever social media platform or your website, can it handle it right now? And will you absorb more of those people than those who leave from that traffic? And so the, the truth is, is right now, I feel like most of us within the community, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too, is is where we're not necessarily ready for the traffic that we want. And so right now is that time to labor, make sure we get our, our, our things in order uh, and be ready for whenever a wave comes, you know, and because and so, what's the use of getting a thousand people, 20,000, a hundred thousand people coming your way if only, you know, a, a point percent is going to actually stick around. And so that has a lot to do with your messaging, your branding, your marketing, um, and your website should be ready. You know, like honestly, a lot of us, myself included, we, uh, we lack in a lot of things because we're doing so many things. Uh, and so maybe just take some time and be like, okay, this, this month or these, these few weeks, it's just going to be website stuff. That's it. I'm going to make my website as good as it can be. And just take some time to really kind of, uh, you know, compartment out types of things that you need to get done and tackle it so that you're ready for when that time comes. See, I struggle honestly with the, it takes time. And if you wait, then it will come. And I I know that that's not exactly what you said. Um, I am paraphrasing from like other sources. Um, I, I struggle bus with that um, pretty profoundly. Um, But that I think is, because when you 
When you have worked with and identified formulas for a multitude of artists who have also done the work, like granted, a lot of artists have taken the time to cultivate their art, cultivate their voice, like find memes within their art even um, to capitalize on um, through their marketing. Donovan, I'm talking to you. Um, it's, it's really, really hard for me to sit here and say that yeah like it it, it takes time um it, it does but um I, I think that with the amount of information that we now have out there with as many case studies that we have um i'm not saying that like a formula is identified you can have success tomorrow it is going to take perhaps a couple of months to cultivate but like i'm, I'm gonna pick on you real quick omli um Omni um, has been using my system for, has it been two months now? I don't remember. Um, but like she, she has had, she's been an artist for a multitude of years. Um, she knows what her story is. She knows what her voice is, but there wasn't much of a direction behind that. So we worked together to find it. And I am so heckin' proud of you, Omni, for the amount of, uh, of progress that, uh, that you've made. Um, but yeah, granted, of course, there was that, that expenditure of time to find all of those things. Um, and I know that you probably have your hand up for, for something else. Um, but I wonder if, uh, if you don't mind speaking to that, and uh, then I'll, I'll get back to your original thought, if that's okay. Yeah, of course. Of course. And, and it's so funny. I, 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 um, love your little compliment because right beforehand I was sitting there being like fuck man I gotta make a fucking website I'm so like just behind on fucking everything I suck I love you <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but um yeah I don't know if it's been two months maybe a month and a half maybe two months god it feels like not that long at all and at the same time so much longer um but it's crazy because I have been a digital artist for I don't know 10 god maybe 15 years <laughs> aging myself but uh I I just did it for myself so I was never out there hustling to, to sell anything because I, I just didn't have that time ability financial ability health ability to do that um and I always thought that it wasn't something that I could do and um this then falling into nfts especially like right at the height of the bear market is when I came in here and I had a little bit of success doing almost nothing and I was like dang this is good thing for me you know but then that you know died uh and reevaluating and I came to look at you and or I came to meet you and we talked and I have done in my opinion a very uh, how can I state this and one side it feels like so little it feels like not enough at all every day I'm like I don't have a handle on this. I don't know what I'm doing. I still kind of feel like I'm up in the air. On the other side, I spend a good amount of time digging into myself, digging into like just self-thought, self-exploration, all of that kind of stuff to discover a purpose. Um, 
that was, you know, it was already there. It just, I just didn't have it defined. And the moment I defined it through working with your workbook was, yeah, the moment I started to have exponential growth in, I guess, sort of engagement and following, which I'm still not even sure what that even means, or if that's uh, any sort of metric I should be you know, defining myself on, uh, or whatnot, you know, I'm still not like making hundreds of sales or anything, but I've made like a few more sales, I think, than I would have, if I hadn't been doing it. Um, and yeah, and it comes back to purpose. And, and I think the, the thing also is that with that purpose, it doesn't matter so much that, you know, my engagement might, might not be doing great this week, or I might not be making sales just because the purpose that I happened to choose was sort of a broader moral thing for me. Um, and it's something that I can continually come back to when my brain does start going, oh, I don't have a website. I'm a failure. Like, I don't know how to use hashtags or I'm not making any sales or whatever, because it's, you know, I come back to, okay, well, it's not about the sales, you know, it's, it's really about this other thing that I have defined for myself. Um, and I think if I can sort of, I don't know if that answered your question and if it didn't tell me. You're beautiful. And that was perfect. Okay. Cause I'm going to, I'll segue really quickly into why I raised my hand, which now I'm not sure I even remember, but I do agree with Charlie that maybe you should have just closed the space right after Tuco spoke because <laughs> um, it was perfect. And I know we're all kind of just reiterating that, but I think that there's something really um, lovely about that. And it's something that's really important to remember in social media space. Um, because even though I think most of us who have, because I did digital art, but I, uh, and that was just my hobby for 10, 15 years, but I pursued an acting career uh, professionally for a while as well, um, for my, in my youth before it became too difficult because of my illness. Um, and so I know the grind and I think most people in the art community understand the grind and that it for every time that you supposedly hear about a breakout success, it don't exist. That person's been doing it quietly unknown for a decade. You know, they've been doing it for so long. Um, and yeah, it's pushing back your expectations to know that this might be a 10 year long process and that just has to be okay because that's just the way that it is. And, but the reason why that's so difficult and it's something that definitely came up as I was growing up in the, in my artistic uh, field of acting, especially in the advent of social media, jumping into that picture is that suddenly before social media, we were all sort of in that together. And the conversation was always about the process and the learning and the time and like you know you you were all together in the fact that we're all going to be starving artists for a while 
together and that's great. And then social media comes around and suddenly there's so many more people that you're seeing and you're not seeing their background and you're not seeing their struggle and all you're seeing is their successes because that's all people talk about. And it's so toxic um, because it gives us this impression that we should have overnight success and that we should have continual success success because we're seeing this huge grouping of people that are having success, you know, but in, in reality, it's still a small group. It's just that our algorithms and all that kind of stuff are all just built around seeing, I made a sale and I did this and I did that and yay, 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 you know. And I don't know if people just aren't talking about it or if it's just an algorithmic thing. And maybe that's a good question for you, Kino. But I highly just, and I continually to encourage and highly encourage everyone who has been talking about this to help change the conversation in the space as well, not just in spaces, but in your tweets and what you talk about in the fact of failures and the fact of the long haul and the fact that it's not always sales and that and all the other purposes because i think it i think it's so important um a conversation to be having and to sort of you know mellow out that other influx that we're getting um but you know if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen we can all try but just always remind yourself you know uh, that that what you're seeing on Twitter is fake <laughs> and it's just not real and um, yeah manage your expectations and I don't know I've been rambling for a while but I love the fact that we came into this with all like how can I fix this my algorithm is messed up and now we're all having this wonderful conversation about maybe things don't necessarily need to be fixed and even though it is great to continue to strive but to also like manage your expectations love it love the dichotomy i'm gonna stop talking okay i adore you um you said so many things and i didn't take any notes and my adhd is going to be a butthead um let me go uh real quick um i'm gonna get kangu um angry and then black over here um but real quick mega you posted a brand archetypes chart and uh i wondered if you wanted to um interject with anything about that about uh, what you why you shared it right now yeah yeah um it's something that uh, I use as a tool for myself and, and the direction of my uh, Project Potent Potions, where basically, uh, and, and for those who are curious, in the bottom right-hand side of your space, you'll see a little text bubble. Click on that, and you can actually type in there, which will actually help the space, too, because uh, Twitter will push it out more with the algorithm. But in there, I put a, an image of a chart, and it's not that you can't have multiple of those different personality archetypes for your uh, for your brand, for your business, but the more you can focus on one or two of them, uh, maybe one is the main one, another one to complement it. Um, the more you're going to find the type of community community that you're looking for, uh, for that specific thing. Um, a lot of us try to tap into many of those different types of traits and attributes uh, or characteristics or archetypes there. Uh, and although that's not bad to have multiple different types of um, positive personality traits 
there definitely is something to be said about being very consistent and just much more determined with one, one, maybe two different types of directions with your, with your uh, brand. So just wanted to share that in there as far as a little tool to use to kind of stir up your thoughts. New rule in order to speak in this space, you have to tell us which archetype you are. Kangu, no pressure. Hey friend, just kidding. You don't have to say that. How are you Kangu? Yo, hello. Uh, I actually don't have any questions. I don't know if I have anything to add, but great listening to you guys. And you just said hello to me when I was down there, so I couldn't reply. So I can say hello. Thank you. No. <laughs> it's good to see you, friend. Um, let me move into Angry then. Hello. Yes. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. It's good to see you, friend. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I love the topic. I was just wondering too, is like, where did my engagement go lately? And uh, it's like, honestly, more than my pocket in terms of sales or anything. It was more my pride than anything. If I'm being brutally honest, I'm like, okay, where's the people I talk to? And is it is it that I'm, that I'm doing something wrong? Or is it that my art's not being liked? But uh, at the same time, I don't know how often Twitter updates the algorithm. So it's something that I assume it's in constant change. So I probably is not surprised. I just have to adapt. So that's my mentality right now. Just adapt. So a lot of people say the algorithm is, quote, constantly changing. And I think that's as good advice as just engage with the community, bro. Um, it doesn't really mean anything. Um, if you were to quantify it to specific parameters, then, yeah, I could say that Twitter is managing certain elements of the algorithm like for example um right now we're innovating communities and spaces into um the uh the, the overall experience with twitter and it's also very important to recognize that the timeline algorithm is one algorithm on twitter out of a multitude of ones that exist um, so yeah, when we say that the, when people say the algorithm is constantly changing, that doesn't mean anything. Um, what is changing right now is that with the integration of spaces and especially with the integration of communities, I am definitely seeing, um, quite a couple of shifts, especially with the relationship parameter or excuse me, a factor, um, of the algorithm. So you're, you're not wrong when you say that. I, I just think it needs to be, I'm, I'm sorry, not like you directly angry, pardon me, um, just like the royal you. Um, when somebody says that, just have them quantify what that means and then carry on the conversation from there because that like, that profoundly matters, you know? Um, no, that makes yeah. a whole lot of sense. And when you explain it that way, it makes even more sense for things to be going the way they are going right now. No, thank you for explaining. Yeah, anytime. Um, and if you guys have any questions about Lee Algo, you know, it's been a couple of months since I hosted a space about that. So I'm happy to answer questions and do refreshers on that. Um, there was something else that you said, but my ADHD is not taking any notes. Um, yeah, let me know if you have any questions, friend. Um, let me get to, uh, to Black here real quick. Hello, friend. Hey, how's it going? Um, I feel like everyone just like has such a great points right now on this call. And I, I'm in agreement that everything has sort of evolved from lay algorithm to more kind of spiritual purpose and meaning behind art. And I think that's, that's kind of the thing that I want to speak to. You know, I think that, um, 
I've got a pretty significant background in growing businesses. I've ran five companies myself. I've sort of been an entrepreneur and startup. And the reason why I've done all those things instead of art was because I never thought I could actually get paid for art. So I did other things to make money in the meantime. And the thing is I've, you know, I've worked with a lot of people, sort of solopreneurs, people starting their own business and everyone here right now is doing their own art thing. That's what it is that they're doing. Like everyone's running their own business. And the things that I've seen over a career of working with startup companies, a lot of them can fit into these patterns and sort of like the same thing over and over again. You have like failure to launch people who do a lot of work up ahead of time before actually getting out into the market. Um, you got people that um, you get locked into a specific idea or really in this case, kind of an identity of what you believe your product or service is supposed to be. And then no matter what happens, no matter what feedback you get, no matter what the market's doing, you continue to do that thing. And then, you know, people who weather the storm of that end up being successful, but then others, most of the time they fail because they can't adapt. Um, and that is probably one of the most important factors right now, because with the algorithm or with the markets or with the way NFTs are, all these things are very new and all these things are, you know, not the algorithm, but the, the changes of it are new. These things are new. And so you have to have an open mind and be agile in the way that you approach some of these problems. Um, I've worked in the realm of SEO and things like that. And for a long time, and one of the main things I'll say using like Google, as an example, Google's number one priority is to give people what they believe to be the best answer to a query, Twitter and Facebook and other platforms, their number one priority is to keep you onto the platform as much as possible. So the idea that how you interact with your feed and other accounts and the way that you do things ends up mirroring what you see there. That is very true in the sense that the algorithm is trying to like their number one goal is to keep you on the platform. That's the number one goal. And their number one goal is to keep everyone else on the platform. So trying to think about the way that you, what you pay your attention towards as if it's a currency, what it is you're giving your attention towards and the time that you're spending on the platform directly affects the outcome in which you get. I think that's one huge thing just as a perspective on like, maybe not necessarily the code or the way the algorithm functions, but the overall purpose of it is that. And playing to that is a positive thing as far as your own personal outcome. And then the other thing I wanted to mention was just the idea of purpose. Um, Ali mentioned this, and I think that that's such a huge thing. You know, your purpose should not be selling something. And that's really hard to see when you're starting a business and you're, you're coming from this place of immediate fruition and you're trying to manifest something and you're, you're working so hard and all you can think of is sales. And that's why people who like shill their stuff so much is kind of cringe is because it's like, no one really wants to buy it. People want to experience things at the end of the day, the outcome of what you do should be getting sales, but not the purpose of what you do. It's really a matter of expression and storytelling, especially with the narratives around AI and, you know, being able to produce work so fast. I, I mean, I've produced over 2,300 pieces in stable diffusion in the last two weeks. It's unreal more than I ever have in my entire life in like a week and a half. So like that, that process is so crazy. And what's more, most important is expressing yourself as an artist and what it is you believe in or taking on um, social commentary or different things in order to preach about that stuff and kind of express those things. That, that's the reason why people are going to follow now and in the future, especially as AI grows and people are producing so much volume of work. It's so important to do that. So the two main things, understanding your purpose and then understanding the purpose of things like the algorithm 
algorithm and the platforms and your audience, like what they're there for too. Not everyone's here to buy something. They're here to experience something or to follow people based on an idea. Everyone, you know, hardly anyone uses their real face in their profile pictures because you're trying to brand yourself as an idea. And that's what people end up believing in is the idea behind thing. And that's their purpose too. So just wanted to kind of mention that. I think that everyone here has a great perspective and happy to hear it. I, uh, Donovan warm milk styles here has banned me from calling you black. So I'm going to do black label. Excuse me. Um, no worries. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited that we are now algorithmically relevant to each other. And also thank you so much for the support on Patreon friend. Um, but, but, but yeah, I, I'm just really excited to connect because you are one hell of a smarty pants. Um, also oh. <laughs> thoughts on the Twitter workbook too, too. You just said like, I, I started the Twitter workbook workbook purposefully ah, with purpose um because i think that foundationally just to understand why you even want to engage in social media on the first place is a necessary question to answer and then of course after that target audience um uh tar sorry target audience um affects pretty much literally everything that you do after that. Um, and I think that like empathy for customer experience does need to be the root of all of your content because having a sense of the people you are um, marketing towards and developing a deep understanding of their problems is the key to sales, to conversion. And I wish that instead of, like you said, like shilling ourselves or thinking about um, that conversion or sales as our purpose that, yeah, we would hyper contextualize those things, especially for days or months that we're experiencing right now when sales dry up. Therefore, it feels like our purpose has dried up. And that's not necessarily true. You still have the purpose of wanting to express yourself, of wanting to create art, of wanting to connect with other people. Um, so, yeah, I just I completely agree with you, Black Label. That was uh, that was great. Appreciate that. You know, I think that as far as like the, the market and being down, but like we have to, you got to change We, as in general, as a community of people, as artists, you have to change that language a little bit because it's not the market's down. It's a consolidation. And so we have to think about it like that. Like that's, it's a consolidation of things. Like now's the time as um, one of the other speakers mentioned too, I forgot who it was, but now is the time to cultivate that thing that you do and to define your purpose, cut, cut everything else out. That's a distraction, refine your approach and then build a process around that. And that's how you end up launching. I've had so many people during this um, time where we're trying to build this brand and get this thing up and rolling and say like, Oh, it's a, it's a shit market. Like, what do you, you know, why would you, I'm like, no, like now is actually the best time because six, eight, 10 months ago, you were in a situation where the competition was so high. If it remained like that and we were still going up, no, maybe one person in this call would be successful. Like it would be an absolute wash at that point. But now is the time the people who are here doing it because they've found purpose in what they're doing. And can you consolidate that and find that to be a more refined, powerful, and potent version of yourself and what you're doing? You will be the ones who succeed six, eight, 10, 12 months from now. Like that's how it, that's how it works. So appreciate that. And, uh, happy to listen to everybody else. Thank you so much. It's good to meet you friend. JT, how are you? GM, GM, uh, it's been getting rugged, but it's good. Uh, I just want to say it's, a, it's been a great space and I'm not going to repeat anything that hasn't been said. Cause I feel like at this point in the space, I feel like 
it's ninety nine percent been said. Uh, the only thing I'll add is to like about engagement and algorithms and whatnot. If you're on the latest, like up on that little right top of your homepage, like that little star, you can switch between latest and home tweets. If you switch to home tweets, you'll be surprised instantly how much of the followers you follow work you'll see over being switched over to the latest. Um, I like I don't know for anyone else, but like if I stay on latest. I won't see someone's like morning tweet till like nine hours later, right? Whereas if you switch it to home, I don't know, you see a lot more artwork that way. And I think also too, just to keep in mind, it's summertime. And then plus also half the market's gone. Like people got washed out that weren't ready for this quote unquote bear market. Um, I think that needs to be taken into perspective too, that you know, maybe a quarter of your followers aren't even following you because they're not even here anymore. You know, um, it's not a bad idea to go through and do a little. I'm not sure if any of that has anything to do with like inactive followers taking part, but it wouldn't be bad to go through your followers and see who's active, who's not, and do a little cleaning. I mean, I've done that from time to time, and you'll be surprised who hasn't tweeted in a year or isn't here anymore. You know, uh, little things like that can just add up as well. Um, but yeah, it's just been a great space. Appreciate it. Um, and yeah, within my research, I actually haven't seen that there is um, algorithmic relevancy to your following versus your engagement because of the way that Twitter calculates it, like impressions is what they go on. Um, which I frankly completely disagree with. Um, but yeah, algorithmically speaking, um, things like Instagram, they do account for how many people follow you um, when, um, sorry, in relationship to their engagement rate. But all of that said, if you do want to monetize your platform, then the amount of people who are following you versus that engagement rate on Twitter is very, very important. Um, so yeah, anybody who is thinking about pivoting towards influencer marketing, impact marketing, um, then yeah, your follower ratio ratio definitely does matter. Um, I think that what we're experiencing right now, and um, I'd, I'd love to talk to you about this, JT, is um, that, you know, we have thousands of people who have left the space and I'm sure that many thousands of people will come back during the next bear, uh, bull run, excuse me. Um, but yeah, we're, we're comparing, I think our engagement rate and, um, those statistics, sorry, not our engagement rate, um, our, our vanity metrics, like likes and retweets and things like that, um, based on what they were last year. Um, are you doing anything to mitigate, uh, like, any loss of like personal value that you might feel in there? Um, anything that you're doing to, to quantify, um, to avoid like any, any loss of mental health? Uh, that's a, uh, a good valid, a good question and a, and a good point. Um, well, one, you really shouldn't be comparing last year to this year, last year. Uh, so for people who don't know, I came from the restaurant world 15 years in that, building like opening building new restaurants and so i understand a three-year opening or a three-year business plan whereas like the first year you really can't go off of because i mean especially here in this space like that was the shiny new toy and the buzz behind like last year like this time last year it was booming right like eth was just about to hit 4k i mean there wasn't a, a an hour going by when something wasn't dropping a project wasn't dropping this and that and that that obviously that's not sustainable 
Um, and a lot of those people left because they got wrecked, right? Like, and then I just think a lot of people also realize too, like, oh yeah, you know, like it, it's not fast and it, and it shouldn't be looked at that like fast money, right? Like it should be looked at as a long-term, um, like a longevity, a long, like a long-term process as I look at it, right? You need to have a three to five year plan coming into this, I feel after knowing and going through like all that last year, if you're here early to witness all that, it was, it was something, but as far as engagement goes or anything like that, I've always from day one have the mindset of a plan of like, you know, I post at certain times because I know doing that after so long that, um, you know, my followers are going to know like, oh, this is the time JT posts and let me go check and see if he's got something posted today and, and stuff like that. Or, and then like tweets, like just throwing out random tweets. But obviously, I, I mean, I'm comfortable speaking in spaces. Um, but even if you're not, just hop in a space if you can, you know. And, and I think, too, you know, just putting the time in when you can, right? Um, I'm big on saying you need to take breaks if you think you have to tell yourself, oh, I got to get into a space. Then well, that's a sign you need to get into a break. That's not a sign you need to be on spaces. Or Don't at me, JT. Yeah. You know, like that's a sign where you just you're gonna you need to take some time off. Um, and if you notice that and you do it, good on you. And if not, then hopefully you got friends around you. And I think that's the other thing is is having a good core social group within this social media. Find friends, create a group chat, bullshit loosely. You know, like you're on the couch in someone's living room, midnight having a drink, right? Like. Get into a group chat like that with some good friends who will support you in the time you take off. So, like, when you do come back, it's like they're boom, boom, boom. They're the first ones retweeting for you. It's just, like, a good support group um, overall, not just on one aspect of it, on everything, right? Like, your journey, who you are, what you're going through. It's good to have chat groups like that, I feel. And then also just, I don't know, it's been set. Well, I don't know. I do know. <laughs> Um, you know, create the art for why you're creating art. Like no one started creating art to make money. Like some people started creating art because that was their way to express themselves. And, um, other people's, it was, you know, for me, it was to fight depression off and this and that. And other people are the same way. So I, you gotta, it boils back down to what you started doing this for and the rest will follow. Like, yeah, that's been said, and and some like, oh well, when and yeah, it's easy to get lost and like, oh my God, everyone's retweeting all the wins, and but that's good for the community. And when you understand and realize that more wins as a whole is good, that shines more light on the community and as a space, and that puts more eyes in the space. And and there's no like, oh, it's your turn, you're gonna blow up. It it, it just happens when it happens when you're consistent at what you're doing. And um, to that, yeah, that was all great. Thank you. Um, to that, I tend to teach my artists both the value of target audience as well as community. 
Um, target audience is, you know, the, the people that you monetize, that you convert, the people who are going to be paying your bills. And community maybe is going to support you monetarily, but the purpose of community is just to keep you here and engaged and happy and feeling like there is a family that you get to go to when you log on to social media. It is almost paramount to most accounts to have some sort of camaraderie um, so that, again, when you have these bad days, when you have these bad months, you still have other people to pick you up. That's what this space is right now. That's why we're having this conversation is because we have such a profound community value within the NFT community. And it's just it's it's valuable. So please, um, not only should you identify who your target audience is, who you're monetizing, but please ensure that you are identifying the different opportunities that you have, both with your primary community as well as your adjacent community and Matthew just sent me a heart so I'm gonna pick on him um, so Matthew is in the fashion community or that would be the most obvious community for him but he has also identified the adjacent ones um, meaning he has also gone into obviously like the photography community not necessarily adjacent but um, I think there was also like black and white photography there was mental health as well as like 420 spaces and not only is that good for your mental health like I was talking about but when you get into training your algorithm, especially when you get into scaling your platform, that is crucial to know. And what I mean by that is that when I first teach you how to train your algorithm, I'm probably going to tell you how to train it to one pair of audiences, or sorry, one pair of audiences, one audience. And that is so you get used to the profound amount of behaviors that you need to practice in order to make sure that you you are always hitting them every single post that you make. But then you're going to start thinking about scaling. You're going to start thinking about, okay, how can I capitalize on this? Now that I understand the behaviors that I need to promote in order to, um, in order to make my sales and make my income, how do I grow? And knowing those adjacent communities and adjacent target audiences is crucial to knowing that. And the earlier that you identify that and the earlier that you start to capitalize on that, um, the earlier you can start to practice behaviors to basically do something that I call community hopping. Um, I make up a lot of words when it comes to the algorithm because that's what I do. Um, but yeah, community hopping is basically just a means of having hyper-trained your algorithm to the point where you can just change the different communities within about 10 minutes of engagement to be in front of them. And that's one of the secrets, I think, to to scaling your platform. But that that's a little bit of ramble. I'm sorry. Um, Charlie, before I let you go, let me just say hi to uh, Babugar, Lomnaji. Hello, my friends. It's good to see you. Aveli, it's been forever. Hello, Tuesday. Um, thank you guys one more time for retweeting the space. Uh, I think we've got like 40 more minutes in this one. Um, and I kind of want to pivot, but I'm going to let Charlie go first. Um, and yeah, my brain's going to rug in 20 minutes. So if I start getting quiet, I apologize. Um, but Charlie, go ahead, my friend. Yeah, you said 40 minutes, nice 20 minutes. And Kino. 20 minutes for the brain I don't rug. Know. So yeah, yeah, I got you, Kino. I got you. So, so basically, actually, two points that I have to say about JT. Actually, he made great points, but there are two that I have to take with me in there. Uh, support system is a must. Uh, 
And there's a lot of people here, they have their blinders on and all they think is sales, 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 this, sales, that, whatever. And they measure the amount of success on sales, but they literally obviously ignore other elements when it comes down to the community, which is uh, people that you actually have something in common or that you can actually have a solid friendship or support system. So I think that they're very valuable for people to follow uh, because it's sustainable. Sustain You're looking for sustainability. You want to be here for 10, 15, 20 years. So how are you going to do that? You need people that are going to be able to back you up and at the same time that are going to support you regardless of what it is. And that requires a lot of research because not everybody, you're not going to find that special person in one day. It's going to take a while. So you got to be around. So that's one point that I take on that. The second point is uh, when you are in this space, and this is something very important, you got to celebrate each other's victories. At the end of the day, you might see as a negative that somebody's getting a lot of W's because that's how I call it, W's, right? Everybody's winning, but not you. And then you're like, damn, man, everybody's getting these W's but me. But no, 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 no. You take, take that all that shit back and rethink and reassess. Hey, if that person is getting a W, that doesn't mean that I should be upset about it. I should be genuine that, hey, that person is with me. I've been with that person. I've been supporting that person. So as soon as that person gets that uh, taste of victory, I should be as happy as that person is to be genuine. Uh, and that is going to take you a long way because now you're not really thinking or putting your blinders on and you are focusing on all the people that you care about on, on succeeding. And that is sustainability for me because now you're looking at things differently rather than your own. So that's why those two things that I just wanted to point out because the, I think those were key elements for me. Um, and just to reinforce that, um, like I said before, at the beginning of the space, we've got a couple more people in here. Hello, friends. Um, yeah, engagement does not enforce your value as a person. It does not enforce your value as an artist, nor does it reflect on your work. Your behaviors on social media are a direct reflection of your engagement. And it is okay if you have different priorities. It is okay if you need mental health space. It's okay if you're like me and you have been building whatever the, the meme is, building, um, and you know, you've just been away and haven't been focused on it. Like all of that is valid and okay. Um, but again, if you are trying to make those sales and if you're trying to scale, then you need the context of your behaviors in order to achieve those goals. Um, and if somebody else is winning, it's probably because that has been their priority. And perhaps they've done research. Perhaps they've, um, I would like to think, have listened to my platform. Um, and they're, they're practicing good behaviors in order to make sure that they are benefiting from investing within good behaviors, consistent behaviors to make those sales. And that doesn't mean that it's not possible for you. Again, like some people get lucky as well. 
But I really do think that success comes with an understanding of um, what can be formulas, what can be style. There are a multitude of ways to define whatever success is, but the road to that is usually formulaic, especially if you're able to continuously capitalize on that. So when it comes to longevity, I think it's very important to recognize that some artists do pivot their work, um, like Minaji uh, was was thinking about doing with with AI. Charlie, um, you were thinking, or you have been posting a lot of AI work too. And when you po- I'm sorry, when you pivot content like that, again, like one of the scariest things artists can do is pivot their content, is to recognize that more than likely your engagement is going to go down. You might lose some followers, and that is because alienation when you pivot your content content is almost what is the word I am looking for um, is almost inevitable. But I think that you as an artist, your happiness as an artist, your happiness with your style, as well as your identity with an artist is always going to come before your engagement. Because again, your engagement is not reflective of your value as an artist. Um, and if you are to pivot, if you were to change uh, whatever your target audience is, whatever your opportunities are for Web3, then there is an audience out there for you. I recognize that we have just lost a lot of people with the NFT community. Engagement is down because there is a profound loss of voices within the space. But that does not mean that there isn't a community out there or a target audience who is still ready to accept your content, no matter what you do. Um, Graffiti, I want to call on you real quick, and then I want to say hi to H-Chip. Graffiti, how are you? Hey, nice to be here with you all. Uh Uh-oh, did you rug immediately? Oh, there you are. Oh, am I here? Do you hear me? (laughs) I'm so sorry. Hey, Charlie. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. A great space. A great topic. Um, You can call me Ned, by the way. (laughs) It's it's easier, like from my artistic brand. And uh, I just want to add something very quick on what you and Charlie were were discussing, actually, on um, sticking to one style. Uh, like uh, it also turns out for me to be different sometimes when I want to get more engagement I just put out something very different and then boom I just get like you know today I did that I was a bit uh, you know down with the low engagement uh, on my uh, Twitter post and stuff like that and then I just put out something very different uh, from my doodlings and then like yeah, like I just got 500 uh, impressions on that uh, post. So, you know, like I think that it really depends. There is <laughs> sometimes I feel that, yeah, it's it's about the day, the hour. Um, I don't know. Like uh, it really depends. Don't think like that. Like I don't know. Like it gets confusing sometimes. There's definitely a lot to be quantified about what you said. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Oh, just want to say hi to NFT Buzz real quick. Um, H-Chip, hi, it's good to meet you. Hi, Kano. How you doing, mate? I'm doing okay. My, my brain's about to rug, truthfully, but it's it's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, good on you for holding a space like this, which is uh, providing some context, which is much needed in a market like this. I think context is the really key word here. Like the, you know, this idea of engagement going, or where did my engagement go? Well, it's okay so that's one way of looking at it but it's all relative so if the market's if the market's reduced by 20 25 30 35 whatever percent then the the engagement hasn't gone 
it's relative to everybody. You know, it's not like the engagement's gone to your competitor or to this side of the market or to photographers or anything like that. It's just disappeared temporarily. So I think putting that in context is kind of helpful with your just managing your state. And then the the other thing I wanted to say is that in a downward market, so in this in this industry we call it bear markets, but in others we'd call it maybe a recession. I don't know. But you get it in retail, automotive, the housing market, finance. Like it happens everywhere, and the biggest players, the most successful players in the in those periods of downturn, double down their efforts at the very top of the marketing funnel component, which is awareness. So the reason they do that is that is that everybody else has gone sleepy, right? So engagement's low. Oh well, I'll just chill out. Well, that's when the smart people are really doubling down on their. Yeah, what Keynote's doing, holding spaces like this, getting people together, getting people talking, raising awareness of their brand, those sorts of things. Because guess what? In three, six months' time, there's going to be a horde of people coming back in, and you'll have made, you'll have, you'll have, you'll have increased your brand equity by taking use of this downward market. So this isn't a bad period. When when these things happen, you should rub your hands with glee which is what the retail giants do. They rub their hands with glee going, I'm going to get another 3% market share out of all the mum and dad operators around the corner. And that's how you should be looking at this. This is this is exciting for you. But when the market comes back, the people that are in this space and are listening to Kino and the other people speaking are going to, um, you'll, 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 you'll reap the reward, rewards for doing so. So don't panic, enjoy it. It's actually kind of a good pivot to where I wanted to go next is what the heck did we learn and how are we going to mitigate the same mistakes that um, that we did make during the last bull run? And the reason that I ask is, again, there is a profound problem of a population of NFT artists who decided to quit their jobs to make this their full-time um, income stream. And by their full-time income stream, I mean singularly off of selling NFTs. And now they're having to you know, go back to work um, and, and have that type of heartbreak. And what I'd like to do, or what, what I'm working on right now is of course, like with, with my project, I want to make sure that artists are able to make an income singularly off of their art. Again, I feel a little bit guilty for not um, being on top of it as fast as I could. Um, so that I'm, I'm working through that right now. I made a post about it anyway. Um, but yeah, like what, what did we learn about uh, the last run and how do we make sure that we avoid the same pitfalls? Cause like, we're going to have a bear run again, where eventually there is going to be another crash. It's kind of inevitable. Um, but how can we make sure that our fellow artists, our artists, the uh, the people that we coach, um, this is to everybody, um, that we're, we're mitigating uh, the same problem and making sure that artists survive the next time that this happens? Open to anybody. <laughs> I think everybody has to experience a cycle. Uh, and, and I'm actually glad that I joined now, um, actually during the bull run, and now I experience the bear. Uh, because if I were to join the bear um, before not experiencing the bull, I wouldn't be still kind of like dreaming, right? Like, what is it like? So now that I experienced the bull first and now the bear, 
uh, which sounds kind of weird, but it worked out for me because now I experienced it. I know how it is. Now it's time to prepare, to build. And then when it comes again, now I'm actually 100% way more ready than I was at the very beginning where I didn't know where I was uh, when it comes down to what to do, what not to do, etc. So, so yeah, I think that's actually a, a, to our advantage, in, in, in my opinion, that we get to experience the bull run first and then the actual bear. And if you already have many cycles, like you are a pro, you already know what to do, you already know how to get prepared. So, so yeah, this I'm just speaking for myself of what I experienced and, and what are the benefits of both of them. I also think that comparing Web3 art to Web2 art in this case is actually a little bit valuable. And what I mean by that is that as Web3 expands, especially into B2B or business to business, there are going to be more opportunities available. So we look at Web3 art and we usually just think, oh, it's NFTs or it's design for um, Web3 based websites and things like that. Like any anything under the parameters of art in Web3 is very limited right now. But I think that, again, as Web3 grows, as there's more adoption, then the amount of especially passive income opportunities is going to absolutely skyrocket. Like um, last year, you guys know I was on my pony constantly about uh, stock imagery. And the reason that I was so excited about that was because I made a small fortune off of my photography um, with like Getty Images and Adobe. And that was enormously lucrative for me, but it was also passive income. And part of the reason that Web3 and NFTs was so attractive to me and for a lot of artists was because of those secondary sales. Not to bring the secondary sale debate to this space right now. Um, but yeah, just with the, the, the adoption of... Um, of more people in the space, we're going to have more of those opportunities. So I think that getting ready for those opportunities is going to be very important, but also letting these platforms know, like Getty Images, for example, that this is something that we want. We want blockchain access to something like stock photography. We want a variation of blockchain contracts in order to capitalize on passive income and build wealth for artists. Um, so yeah, I, I think that the, the comparison to Web 2 and Web 3 in that case is, is valuable. Um, I also want to interrupt my own topic because Prisms, I'm so sorry, it has been four months since I hosted one of these. You've had a question for me for like an hour. Let me answer this real quick. Um, Prisms asked, are Twitter communities uh, something that we should be using more? And I think that forming a community right now, building it, getting people inside of it, is going to be enormously valuable because people are going to recognize how valuable it is or is about to become. What I mean by that is that communities is eventually going to start introducing more of a community chat-based platform. There's going to be more algorithmic dependency there. Um, and I would believe that Twitter would introduce more monetary elements to it. 
um, NFT Buzz, I, I see you clapping down there. Um, NFT Buzz has his own community that he has grown. I think there's over 100,000 people in there right now or something like that. It's nuts. Um, but yeah, growing your community right now, um, putting some import on that, marketing it a little bit and thinking about um, what you want to do with that community in the future um, is, is very valuable. Now, you asked, um, is it something we should be using more? Um, again, I, I don't see a ton of value there right now, except for growing it. But I do see them implementing a lot more. My brain is rugging. I'm so sorry. I do see them um, into, uh, developing it uh, to the point where it is going to be very valuable. So absolutely build one. Um, start engaging with it, make a community inside of the community. And I think that will be very valuable in the future. Yes. Um, sorry for interrupting uh, that, that one, friends. Um, but yeah, back to it real quick. Um, what uh, So when, when it comes to what we learned um, as far as the, the last bull run and this bear run is concerned, um, want to go back to that um, and uh, open it back up to the floor. I apologize. Dude, my ADHD is like really powerful today. I'm so sorry. Um, Tuco, I, I wonder if I could actually call on you um, to give us another motivational speech, um, if you don't mind talking about it. Um, but what would you do differently, especially regarding um, setting expectations? Um, I, I think it, it's difficult when you don't know things. So therefore, it's it's hard to gauge expectations um, as, as a newbie. But I think Part of what, what we need to be able to, um, um, I think one of the ways I would approach it is to talk about WAGME in real terms and to really talk to people and understand that WAGME is unreal, it's toxic, it creates a, a false um, perspective on things. And so therefore, if you were able to talk to people and say, look, what is it about art that you're trying to do with it? What is it about to, to really ask people questions? And, and part of what I would do is I would definitely encourage artists to uh, put up whips more, um, works in progress. And, and part of the reason for that is to receive criticism. Um, I, I, I worked in entertainment, so I'm used to being um, <clears throat> criticized for work, but it's always with the idea of that we're trying to make it better. And so a lot of uh, new artists or young artists that are coming into the space and it's all wagging and positive and positive is, is part of what's creating these false expectations because you're not criticized at all. And so therefore, if you can start being honest with people and being like, from my critical eye as an artist, this is what I'm seeing. Not what I would do, but what I think will help your piece. And if people are also open to hearing that, then it helps them start preparing to understand that not everything is going to be flowers and sunshine and rainbows and everything's wonderful. And so therefore, once you start analyzing um, and, and receiving critiques, then you as an artist can start evolving and getting better because you're making choices. And sometimes those choices are like, you know what, I'm going to hold on to this idea because I believe in it so much and, and I can take the criticism. Or there's times where you have to go, you know what, I need to adapt what I'm trying to do. And so therefore, this is also part of building the community is surround, is surround yourself with people that understand that you're trying to make a living. I am not here for affirmation. 
Obviously, I appreciate it and I appreciate the support, but I'm here to become a better artist, to make a living at it, and to believe in my expression. And the only way to do that is to uh, confront myself, confront where I lack skills, confront where I need to be technically better, confront what my message is. And that's by surrounding myself with people. I believe someone like Charlie would be honest with me. I believe people that, that are, are, are uh, I know Angry Latina is going to be honest with me. And so those are people that I want to gravitate to because then my expectations are put into a proper scope of how much work do I need to do? It's not just like, oh, I came up with a great idea. I banged it out in two days. Yeah, I'm awesome. It's understanding that it's going to require more and more work. And as you develop your style, as develop who you are, this is a very important part of the process. And so for me, in order to, because it's 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 hard to say, don't have your expectations so high when you simply don't have experience. But once you start receiving criticism, once you start developing that route, I think you will definitely be able to temper and understand what you need to do and therefore become a better artist. And it's very important that people question the motivations that you have as an artist, not to be critical of you, but so that you can define it for yourself and understand why it is that this is your passion. And without that, then you'll, you'll just be chasing money. And as an artist, that's just not going to work out, bro, because it's fuck. It's so hard. <laughs> and if you're not loving it, you know, uh, what, what's what's the saying? You know, make sure that choose what you're, you know, make sure that what you're, you, we're always going to suffer in life. So make sure that you suffer for what you love. And so therefore, when you really are pushed to express who you are as an artist, then you'll really know, no, this is my path and I'm willing to suffer for it. And that helps the expectations. Tupo, can you just be the soul of all my spaces from now on? Because I want to rug every single time you speak. I adore you. Um, so you you said so many interesting things. Um, but I, like this is the way that my brain works. My brain is a data potato. I like to apply things and make it scientific. So I'm going to do that. Um, what's so interesting about what you said is that effectively... Um, you can perform A-B testing with your work. And I, again, I'm going to um, uh, pick on Omelie here for a second. Um, so A-B testing is a means of submitting your work, if you will, to an audience and seeing what works. It's a reflection, if you will, of good engagement as well as interest. And from a marketing standpoint, of course, that's valuable. From an artist standpoint, that can be valuable. I do recognize that some artists are um, approach their art in a more pure uh, way where they don't want outside influences and things like that. So like, if you do have any um, external reasons for not doing that, this is not a judgment on you at all. Um, but yeah, like from an artist standpoint, very valuable, but especially from a marketing standpoint, also super valuable. And where I want to apply it is with Omli. Um, Omli, if you don't mind, uh, you don't have to tell me what your, uh, your, your profile above is. Um, you can talk. I was joking earlier. Um, but Omli started playing with like goats and, um, these adorable skeletons and basically doing art for the sake of, of the lulls. And, um, from what I have seen that content has not only performed well, but it's selling, um, and not only that, but she's also started experimenting with, she'll, she'll be able to, to tell you guys 
better about what this is but she's like making videos um that's like face swapping almost with her ai work and it's memey it's bizarre and it's fantastic actually like i look forward to opening my timeline to see one of these pieces and what's also very important to recognize is that um posting things for the lulls posting um works in progress that is still marketing. You are still marketing by putting those things out there. Um, marketing, I, I want people to stop thinking about marketing as just a, hi, I am an artist. I have work. Would you please go buy said work? That's that's boring. That's not <laughs> like that's not all that marketing is. So by posting, um, yeah, these like bizarre videos by posting you talking about something. Um, Austin posts videos uh, with him just playing guitar. Like all of that is a function of marketing because it is promoting your platform. And especially if you are your platform, if you are the soul of your work and the soul of your marketing, then all of that can certainly be uh, contextualized as valuable as well as a marketing asset. Um, Omni, I wonder if you wouldn't mind talking about um, how you've differentiated um, your, not only your marketing content, but um, art for the sake of lulls, I suppose. Yeah, sure. You know, it's really funny that you point to me for this because as Tuco was talking, I was like, ah, it's so hard to, to put stuff up for feedback. It's like one of, uh, one of my, one of the things I struggle with the most and I, and I, and I try to do it, you know, and I, and as much as I can, um, but I also have to go in with like a, like a deep breath, you know, and I think I put, I, I just, when Tuco was talking about it, I was just like, I envy this person so much to be able to go and like get full on critiques. Um, and it's also funny because I mean, you picked me out. I was like, I'm not putting anything up for critiques. What, what are you talking about? But um, I guess in a way, I am I mean, doing like not, a work in progress thing. Yeah, not to interrupt. I, um, I feel like the the glasses thing that you were doing was was a bit experimental. Like you might not have been directly asking people for their feedback about the work in particular, but the glasses as well as perhaps the goats um at least seemed like that was experimental, right? No, you are you are totally right. And as you were talking, I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, I just do it in a really like. Uh, half-assed safe kind of way <laughs> um whereas I do just post stuff to be like hey this is what I'm fucking around with and and I guess it's yeah it's not for critique and people could critique it I guess and and maybe that's why I can post it because it literally is hey this is what I'm fucking around with and I'm not I'm not particularly like this isn't a final version this isn't even me even really knowing where I'm going with it it's just you know I I've discovered these tools and I'm kind of doing stuff with it and and hey let me show you sort of this journey because it's it's not even the journey of a particular artwork and I think that's my point of view from it so I'm not showing a journey of a particular artwork. I'm not showing a journey of like, this is my concept and this is where I'm going. 
I'm more showing the journey of these are these things that I'm discovering. It's like the process before you even start the process. So, and I want people to know about it too, because they're cool tools and like, it's fun and, it, and it's just kind of like, this is how I fuck around with stuff before I come, before I land on what I am, I'm going to start working on. And, you know, I'm get and, and I'll kind of just fuck around and have fun. Sorry, I'm saying fuck a lot, but uh, for a while, and that's kind of my process and how I show it. And then I, through that, it, I will narrow myself down and I'm coming into that place now where I'm starting to have some more specific ideas um, of to like a, a, a broader collection that's, that's going to like interpret all of these things together and uh, be sort of a, a, probably a very long project for me. So yeah, that's more of what it is. And in a way it is kind of testing things too, because uh, you know, when it was the bull market, I was very much applying uh, sort of the styles that I, that my collectors were collecting and very stuck in that. And when the bear market came along, I was kind of like, well, I'm just going to start <laughs> and I'll say it again, fucking around a little bit. Um, and, you know, came up with some new, with some new styles and, and, a new look which I have really branded myself into now I feel like but that feels more like me whereas before I was running after the sale and now within this bear market I've really been able to run after what um what I'm looking for in my art which I which I like a lot and 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 I guess I am showing that process in a very silly way but that's just kind of me I guess I just, I think that you and Nihilus in particular have done an incredible job differentiating your content and maybe, um, kind of like Subod actually, um, Subod, um, came into a space and he thought that his, um, his take on marketing was like the opposite of what I was saying, but actually, um, what, what's so interesting about the way that we think about marketing is that we tend to hyper contextualize it and think that it has to be like all data and all spreadsheets. And, um, that if you don't have a formula, then you're not doing marketing marketing when in fact you just posting content um you putting it out there you experimenting um is again promoting your platform and it is and especially can be very valuable as well as lucrative um so yeah i, I think that um Subod, nihilus and you have just done an incredible job differentiating your content and really standing out whether it be mimetic whether it be like those those videos that you're posting um or a mimetic device like uh, like the glasses that you're capitalizing on. Um, I just I have to congratulate all three of you um, as far as the the content that you're putting out there because it is valuable and it is valuable marketing. Um, Ned, go ahead, my friend. Oh yeah, I just wanted to um, say this thing that like you know building these genuine uh, relationships. I think you know is also by sharing this that what's going on on the backstage of your studio of your room like where you're creating and sharing that experience is you know as you say 
uh, bringing the value because like, you know, it, it certainly does because like um, when you're experiencing something new, when you're like playing that piece of music, when you're just, um, you know, like doing the stuff that you do in your real life and then put it out there. Uh, you're also putting that value uh, on building more genuine relationships, which I believe is part of the Web3 communication. Like I, I personally met lots of moms in, on spaces who were like, you know, um, taking care of their kids and then, you know, uh, promoting their NFT projects, which I really value that. And this is something that we're just facing in the Web3 more and more and like people being less afraid of uh, putting out, uh, you know, without, you know, like putting out everything with with uh, transparency, you know, like this is very important, I believe. Completely. Um, and also before we end, I just want to say, um, Abraham, um, I know you've been requesting for a while. I'm so sorry. It's been a minute since I posted these. Um, do you want to message me? Um, I'm just wary of having um, accounts without a ton of content on there up here because they tend to show us auditory, auditory dick pics and um, I'm not really having it. Um, so if you don't mind messaging me, I'd, I'd appreciate it. Um, but yeah, to, to all of that, um, it's, it's important to recognize that Twitter has seven different content platforms, spaces, the timeline, moments, all of those are types of content platforms. Not only that, but you are allowed to experience Twitter in a multitude of ways. You don't have to be extroverted on here. You don't have to be this like suit and tie business entity, but you also don't have to be vulnerable. Part of the reason that I'm so bullish about Twitter is the amount of opportunities that every single personality has to market themselves and succeed. And where I'm bringing this home is content management on the timeline. Um, within the Twitter workbook, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight different types of marketing posts. And within those eight different types of marketing posts, there is different voices, different tones, different appeals, different conversions. Like when you start to identify your voice, your tone, and the multitude of types of content that you can make, you will never run out of marketing content. And the reason that I say that too, is that like, um, like Ned was saying, your ability to capitalize on how you want to grow as an artist, but also how you want to experience Twitter, um, foundationally matters to how successful your marketing is so yeah just um i sorry my adhd is so bad today friends um but yeah by, by identifying all of those opportunities um I, I just think it's it's important to recognize that all of those opportunities um not only are they valid but they're valid for different reasons different conversion reasons the different goals that you might have so I encourage you, instead of thinking about marketing as, um, again, just like this, hi, I have a collection. Would you please go buy it, sir, collector? Um, differentiate your content, differentiate your values. And then to that, too, make sure that you're identifying who your target audience is and who your community is. Because the reason, I'm sorry, and know the difference between the two. Reason being is that when you are generating content, especially on the timeline, 
Um, how you write to your collectors should be very different to how you write to your community. And again, both of them have intrinsic but very different value sets to give you as an artist. One of them pays your bills. The other one makes sure that you have a community, a family, and people to engage with on the timeline who help you, who help boost your posts um, and help keep you mentally healthy and engage with the platform. Um, Sorry, that was a lot. Um, so I also recognize that, let's see, I kind of advertise this space as an algorithm space, um, which we did not get to at all. Um, so if anybody was looking for algorithmic content, um, I will let you guys know real quick. Um, I am almost done with a website. I will be hosting um, not only algorithm spaces, um, but an algorithm workshop where I will be diving into all of my algorithm research, um, the different factors, as well as the algorithm workflow. Um, the algorithm workflow is actually patent pending now. I'm very proud to say um, it is so successful. It has also, you know, been um, stolen um, by uh, by a couple of different platforms. So I have decided to um, to patent it, and um, I'm just ferociously proud of that. Um, but at the same time, I also do have a version of the algorithm workflow that is available on Discord. Um, so if you are um, experiencing a lack of engagement and you do want help with that, please roll into my bio, um, click on that Discord link. Uh, that is a Discord that is um, ent entirely dedicated to business advice as well as social media marketing. And we are there with a global community that is there to help you 24 seven. So please, 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 please use us. Um, if you have any questions, uh, we are definitely there for you. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, my brain is ready to rug. Um, I want to give everybody the floor just in case uh, we had more to um, to say about anything that we have learned. Um, otherwise, um, I'm going to rug. Anybody else have any more thoughts? Especially you, uh, Black Label. I would love to hear from you one more time. Um, my problem is I usually talk way too much, so <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, I think in general, like, everyone just has to come together. I think like the one thing we've kind of danced around in some of this conversation is this idea of like group and community and things like that. And I think that, um, you know, everybody as individuals are, you know, I don't mean this in a negative way, but just like kind of real talk, everybody's sort of out for themselves in the sense of wanting to promote themselves and doing their own work and getting out there. And I think that in this environment, especially in reference to the algorithm and the way that that affects how people see you, the more that we do together as a community and building a, um, you know, a group of people and really a community, I guess, around that, the more that we help promote each other and not like a, a pod or something. And, you know, it's kind of a dangerous territory once you start going into that direction. Um, but I think it's just like, we have to do things in a way that help promote each other. And, and it's tough. Like, you know, um, someone mentioned before, you, know, you see other people with the wins and, and doing things, but that's a, that's a good thing, you know, and we also have to support people when there's negative things. And like, I saw an amazing community effort over the weekend. And I think, you know, half the people here that are in the AI space, like we all saw that over the weekend of just like this kind of crazy AI, anti AI narrative and all these things coming out. And then you just saw like all these people show up you know, and, and start promoting it and helping, you know, either explain or dropping knowledge or coming to the defense of other people. And, you know, and I think that that's the sort of thing that we should be doing outside of there being a problem that needs to be fixing and more so in a day-to-day -day 
promotional positive, you know, kind of direction with the idea of abundance and people giving as much as they can, because likes and retweets don't cost you anything, but like, you know, half a second. And I think it's something that the more we promote each other and help each other out, the more exposure you do get. I had a post kind of go somewhat viral overnight because the big stable diffusion, um, account retweeted something in mine. And like most of my posts are getting, you know, a few hundred impressions and that one got like 3000 overnight. And then like, all it takes is just like that one thing. And you never know when that's going to happen. And the more that people see things, the better it is for everybody. And that sounds really obvious and it's tough because everybody has an ego and like including myself, I, everyone does. And it's something that is kind of tough to share and to do that. But the more that we do it together, I think as we build out community and people are able to help each other um, and kind of get a leg up and leverage our network, it's a social network. We have to leverage our network. That's the reason why you're not alone. Everyone's in here together right now in this call. And that's what, that's what it's about on a day-to-day -day basis within the space itself. So I guess I'll kind of leave it with that. I am looking forward to following the heck out of you and hearing more about all of your thoughts. My playful, thank you. Um, let Appreciate me, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Abraham, I'm so sorry one more time that I left you on request forever. How are you? Uh-oh, if you're there. Abraham, hello, friend. Just kidding. All right. Um, I guess we're going to rug the space then. Um, H Chip, it was good to meet you. Um, do you have any uh, last anything to, uh, to add to this one? Sweet. He might be listening. Um, okay. Um, let's see. I guess the last conversion that I have real quick is... Um, Today is the last day for Patreon. Um, I am moving on to greener pastures. Um, I have a, uh, a post about that from yesterday if anybody's interested about what I've been going through with that. Um, but I am grandfathering everybody in for supporting this platform um, for so long. Thank you, um, especially to, to Omli, who's been a Patreon for, for a bit. Um, and I think I just had uh, Jen, who's not here, um, upgrade too. So thank you guys for all of the support that you guys have, have given me for the past year and a half. I swear to God, I'm not going to cry. Um, but yeah, um, if, if you're interested in um, subscribing to my workbooks, um, the multitude of spreadsheets and uh, and workshops that I have coming, um, today is the last day to uh, to roll into Patreon. And um, if you guys want a link for that, um, please DM me, let me know, and uh, I'm, I'm happy to get that to you. Um, but yeah, next week, uh, we will have another marketing space, same bat time, same bat channel, um, uh, Tuesday at... What is that? Noon PST and three o'clock uh, EST. And tomorrow I'm going to be here with Lawrence. And um, I'm not 100% sure what the topic is going to be. Um, I'm thinking about actually differentiating uh, your income and, uh, and rolling with that. But yeah, tomorrow we'll have more of that like <laughs> thought leader <laughs> um, type of space where um, we discuss like what's going on in the community. And uh, I hope to see you guys at both of those. Um, thank you all for coming once more. Once more, uh, Christina, it's good to see you. Babagar, Buzz, Naji, Charlie, thank you so much for all of your time. Rocket Girl, I'm giving you another tale. Joe literally just got here. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, thank you guys for being here. My ADHD is so bad. Um, I'll see you guys with the next one, though. Have a good one, friends.